You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. We're shooting this on the road, Enrique and I, traveling to the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area this weekend. I'm having a wonderful time eating this cookie. It's not the weekend, actually. This is the middle of the week. I'm down here for a doctor's appointment. You're yeah, just, for your cancer, that's, right? What's that? That's my coffee brewing in the background, if you hear that. Uh, from my Hamilton Beach small individual coffee maker, my fake Keurig. Yeah, why is it so small? That's because they think think people in their hotel rooms here at the La Quinta. Yeah, but like, what does La Quinta mean? I don't know. Um, look at look that up while you're chewing. Anyways, so we're down here away from Gobby. Gobby's at home right now working. I have the day off for my doctor's appointment, and I took Enrique with us with me. And he's in. And got to experience some culture. We got to eat at P.F. Chang. Oh, yeah, that was fun. You had Mongolian beef. And it was kind of sweet. I was telling you that uh, you had tried a lot of beef here lately, I guess, when you were in Cozumel. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Oh, yeah, I was eating a bunch of stuff over there. And I convinced you to try beef from P.F. Chang's, Mongolian beef. And I explained it since the Mongols had basically had taken over the world, eating said beef. It would be good for you. So, like, Genghis Khan killed half the world eating this beef. And then he sired the other half because, like, we're all related to Genghis Khan. So, there you go. It must be good for you. <laughs> Why are you laughing so? The maid just walked in on us. Did she? Yeah. Bless her oh, heart. She okay. was shocked. It was like, oh. She was absolutely shocked. Why didn't you answer the door? I didn't hear her knocking. What did did you? I have headphones on. I'm looking at the Quinta here. You should have answered the door. The (laughs) poor lady was shocked. She saw. I don't care. She saw us. This poor lady walked in. Get get uh, get my coffee, please. Don't but put the lid on it. Uh, Eat your cookie. This is the disaster. That poor lady walked in and saw us all sitting here with our headphones on, talking about the La Quinta. Her place of business. Anyways, and Mongolian beef, which P.F. Chang's was to me kind of overrated, in my opinion. I didn't I didn't find it. Sure it's on it's on great. Thank you, sir. And thank you, La Quinta by Wyndham. Wish these hotels would quit buying each other out. So what did you find on your intense research about the La Quinta? Well, like just like a quick search. Oh my god. What does it mean? Let's see the fifth. Give me a moment. You are the worst Googler. I like I I I, I had it, but I'm pretty sure th- this can't be right. It can't be right. What's it say? It like it's just, it, 
Is that right? Like can't be right. <laughs> it can't be right. You're on, it, you're on Urban be, Dictionary. It can't be right. You're on. But urban, it's still funny though. You're on Urban Dictionary. It it's still it, funny. I cannot believe. <laughs> Funny. All right, so everybody's a homework assignment is go look up La Quinta on Urban Dictionary because we can't say what it means because we're family-friendly <laughs> podcast. Funny, but La Quinta in Spanish means the fifth. Yeah. The Quinta is a type of hacienda. La Quinta is a 32 square mile of land and water. Oh, what does... Okay. So it's just an estate. It's like a country that we're staying at the I'm not going to lie. I like the Urban Dictionary version better. <laughs> the, the, I think uh, you think you might be right. It's so much Your better. egg, your continental breakfast this morning, your eggs was fake and cold. It was fake and cold. And you're just eating meat and eggs. You're on a carnivore diet now. Besides the Oreo, you're nibbling on, oh, breathing well, heavily it, into the mic. I am not breathing. Well, like, it, it, like, all this is like clogged up man i've been sick lately yes you have been sick you've been eating i've seen you down like 30 ricolas which i did not i didn't know those were still a thing it wasn't 30 this is my 10th one okay Okay. that's like you remember you don't remember the commercials the ricola i'm pretty sure i do like i'm not sure how it was a overweight dutch man in the mountains and he had a horn I think he would blow the horn. Oh yeah, like those like really long horns. Yes, I don't know what those are called. If you know what those are called, write in. Not a cornucopia. Those are the things that you sit on your table for Thanksgiving. Yeah. What's the purpose of those? I don't know. If you know that answer, send us in too. It's too early to be looking this stuff up. That La Quinta <laughs> thing. That's the last time I actually look up anything. <laughs> and and quite frankly, the housekeeper coming in and seeing us with the table that we disconnected from the wall. Okay, they had a, this table was screwed to the wall and had its own electrical outlet. Was it screwed outlet. to the wall? I had to unscrew this table, <laughs> unplug the microwave and the Magic Chef mini fridge, and move it over here. I'm not sure I didn't. I'm supposed to be doing this because I'm on the table in the middle of the room so we could be comfortable. Oh yeah, but it was still. And here she comes walking in with our H6 handy recorder and a bunch of microphones and our headphones on with wires everywhere. She, she's probably calling cops. No. Which it should be fine. Fun fact: I went to Red Lobster the other day. I didn't go to Red Lobster quite often, and I got to see an individual get arrested. Well, he got arrested at Red Lobster for drunk and disorderly with his child, with his child and his wife. (laughs) Do you know how bad your life has to be that you you get you you are already inebriated before you get to Red Lobster? (laughs) You're inebriated, and your thought process is. Let's get the wife and the kid, and let's go to Red Lobster at three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I was wondering, like, who drove? You get there, you're getting your ultimate feast or the admiral feast. I no, thought was the thing that has everything, and then you're trying to order another hurricane, and they they won't, they will not serve you. They told him we're not serving you, like and then done. he got belligerent, and the cops had to come. Take him out in handcuffs. Didn't you say there were like five cop cars? They up took there? him out in handcuffs. How in what point do you does that not shake you to your very core? I'm happy my father wasn't like that. If you had gotten arrested at, at Red Lobster, I'd like to think the whole the rest <laughs> of the next week would be me re examining my life. 
if I was ever to get arrested at a Red Lobster, it wouldn't be because I was drunk. I got punched in the parking lot of a TJ Maxx one time. Really? Yes. That's amazing. It was not, well, it was my fault. I was talking to I, I was going to say, not your fault. You bet you did something. There's I was, no way. I was throwing some heavy shade towards a friend of mine, and he wasn't having it. He finally got tired. He, he, think he I think he swung just to, just to like, just fake. Like to try, like, but then act he like, did the whole. He accidentally he hit me. Send it. Yeah, like, like he hit me, and it spun me around. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that that I, lo- I lost my gift card. <laughs> That's all. I've never been to a TJ Maxx in my life, but like, for some reason, somebody gave like me my car just blew out of my pocket. <laughs> Where am I going to get my chinos now? <laughs> True story. That's the first time I'd been punched with a. Uh, Somebody who wasn't gloved. I'd boxed before with somebody, but I'd never been punched bare-fisted by somebody in the face. Bruised up my face. Swolled up. It's interesting. Anyway. I always think Gobby's going to just, like, take a swing at you one day. Gobby doesn't. Gobby, Gobby would be a difficult person to fight because... Well, yeah, he's tall and he's kind of big. Well, he's... Like, but, but, like, you could body shot him, but he's padded. But his... <laughs> have you know His head is relatively small in comparison. He'd be hard to weird. hit face. He could, I think he could, I think. I'm pretty sure he just has to lean back. And he's very, there was a boxer back in the day. You need to look at him up. His name was Butterbean. Butterbean. Butterbean had the same body shape as Gobby. He did not look particularly athletic, but he would knock people out because he would just, this lumbersome guy that when the bell rang, oh, but, and they would announce he had the best. My dad used to watch boxing and I used to always love it when Butterbean would, would box. It's a big fat not fat. I wouldn't say he's fat. Well, you just just look him up. He looks like a butter bean. That's the only way that I can describe him. And the announcer would always say his name. And then after they would say his name, at the very end, they would repeat it, butter bean, like he was a wrestler. Look him up. What happened to butter bean? He no doubt died of cholesterol. Anyways, how was Cozumel? It was all right. It was like, it, like I had fun. You You make a trip back to see your people every year. And we got to. What hotel did you stay at a resort? I think it was it was uh, Cozumel Palace. Cozumel Palace. Yeah. Cozumel. Did Palace. you stay with the governor? Who? The, no. Is, or is it an actual resort? No, it was a resort. Okay. It was just like it was near the the outskirts of the town. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it was really near the the marketing areas. Oh. So like we were. You'd stay at the La Quinta. <laughs> What you say? You had a nice place, huh? Yeah, it was ah, a nice little place. Nice. It was. It was right next to the ocean. So as soon as we walked in, I could like see see the ocean. Yeah, you're very spoiled because your father insists on every year going to Mexico. Yeah, which that's is, his thing. Yeah, he goes back to the homeland. He has to sits on like, the beach. Like he that's just, it. He likes chilling. Yeah, and I benefit from this because you always. <laughs> he always comes back. And brings me an insanely expensive bottle of tequila every time. Because apparently it's some good tequila. I don't expect it, but when I get it, I'm excited. It's like, it thank em- you. It emboldens me. That bottle's going with me, the BGG. All right? <laughs> That's a special occasion bottle. I'm going to have to try that. I haven't tried oh, thank it. Thank you. And uh, Soul Train's coming to BGG. Oh, yeah. And his good friend, John. It's fun. They're going to be there. 
We'll have to, we're gonna have everybody who's coming to BGG. You need to bring your sleeveless shirt and your fedora. Pack the a sleeveless is, shirt like, and a fedora. Okay, when is he going to be there? Like, like Thursday. Thursday. When are we going to be? There? We're going to be there Wednesday. Okay, because we're going to go bowling Wednesday evening. Shout out to Ryan and Jeffrey. We got to get everything lined up. I got to send out some emails and figure out when exactly the timeline of that. But we'll be at the bowling alley there by downtown Dallas. It'll be that one bowling alley that we were at, right? Yeah, we went. With Ryan? With Ryan. Yeah, that should be And fun. apparently, a shout out to Ryan again. I think he helped Gobby get a ticket. I think Gobby's got a ticket now. Oh, teaching. huzzah. Huzzah. This uh, is why we like Ryan. And the Cavs. And the Cavs, man. Uh, we went duck pin bowling last night. Oh, yeah. You took me duck pin bowling. Like, I didn't know it was duck pin bowling at first. I didn't I know what bowling. duck pin bowling was. I know what candle bowling was. Candlestick bowling. Candlestick So this bowling. is basically look like smaller pins, and the pin setter, I noticed, was well, they're, stringed. They're like regular pins, but they're miniature. They're, they're tinier. Smaller. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're, they're so that your hands could... I know, like, I could actually get my hand around the ball. The ball is like a ski ball. It's <laughs> slightly larger than a ski ball. Yeah, it is. And each frame, you throw the ball three times. It's it really insane. Messed you up. It messed me up so bad. Because you were trying to, like, curve it. it like, yes. You try to hook it. This is, so it's this weird. is not, this is not, yeah. Who it, invented this? I don't know. But. It's so that the, you can bring your kids, you don't have to wear bowling shoes, and everybody can throw this ball, and it, it really does level the playing field. Because somebody who's really good at bowling <laughs> is not going to have the advantage. It's like, this is, like, well, yeah. good thing I wasn't good at bowling. You I tore was, it up. I was doing pretty People good were right. watching you. You sh- almost struck, which is insane. Yeah, which is weird. Like, everybody's <laughs> out there, that guy's sparing him up. I was like, I know. I don't know how he's doing it. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, so you know, you might duck pin bowling might I be. I know, right? It's just, it's, it's very odd how okay I was doing with that. I love duck. Like, as have a you, food? Yes, as a food. I, I, don't, I have raised ducks, and I've eaten ducks. Have you eaten the ducks that you've risen? I have not eaten ducks that I've risen. <laughs> That's a great... The risen... Like what? Like I resurrected the duck and then ate it? Like, <laughs> he is risen! <laughs> Come, Bullet Bill! That was the name of my duck, was Bullet Bill. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, because he was very fast. And how, how fast? He was fast. He was fast. He just did. He just kind of like waddle up. Yes. No. He like, he just he didn't waddle. He like straight one foot in front of the other. He was fast, <laughs> and so I called him Bullet Bill. <laughs> that seems terrifying to be honest. Nah, he was. He got after the UPS man. He was he was intense. But anyways, but no, I never ate the ducks for which I had risen. I I ate wild ducks for which I had hunted. I then went back with my father. He's a big duck hunter back in the day, mm. and I loved. Uh, I didn't. They didn't serve. They don't have P. P. F. Changs didn't have duck. Do they don't have Mongolian ducks? I wouldn't think that would... beef. I don't know. I Could wouldn't... you think of anything more terrifying than a Mongolian duck? Think can, of the I, Mongols. I, 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 yeah, I can. I can see it. I'm already imagining. Could you imagine a Mongolian goose like geared up with all the Mongolian okay, armor and the, duck, the violence that? But a goose, man, a goose. I wouldn't fight a goose. This thing is terrifying alone. Like they'll they'll straight up just come at you. If you had to, yeah, all right. If you had to fight ten geese, oh, could you do it? Could you take them? I'll do it. I know you do it, but uh, like, what's your chances I, of? Would winning? I succeed? I don't know. To be honest, like 
I think the game plan would would be to just grab one geese by the neck and just grab them and then use them as as a weapon. That's really your only yeah. Like like that's the only way. Or maybe like dual wield them. I grab both. Dual wielding. Do you know how much they weigh? I do not. But (laughs) they weigh. All right. So I I I have having to carry many a geese from the fields for which my father had hunted. They lay, weigh like 16, 17 pounds a piece, okay, if I recall. Then, I'll probably be but I know for a fact you could do this because I watched you just yesterday carry 60 pounds <laughs> of weights at Shields. Shields is like the Academy Sports of the South. Yeah, but, but I was for doing Texans. like a for, former, farmer's carry. You, know, you were farmer carrying 30 pounds on each arm out to the parking lot because I mistakenly put the cart up. Yeah. For some reason, thought no, you can carry this. Like, this is fine. And you decided you were going to purchase what? Well, just dumbbells. You just purchased thirty pound dumbbells. I, I, like, because you're me the you're other... trying to get swole. Yeah. Okay. And it occurred to me the other day I should have bought some plates too, like, like one inch diameter. Oh, plates. You thought you're talking about like the actual? Okay. Yeah, like bench pressing plates. plates. You're yeah, not yeah. buying Corel. I thought you'd buy dinner plates. <laughs> See, I think I have this theory. You're just trying to find you a woman. So you're working out, buying some cutlery. You know, <laughs> you went to Cozumel. Yeah, you're trying. It's like, yeah, you're trying to, yeah. You're trying just, to better myself. Trying to better little. yourself just a little bit. I'm proud of you. Mm. You're learning different things. You're trying different foods. Yeah, like it's just yeah, everything's changed. You eat beef and eggs now. Yeah. The world is your oyster if you would eat one. But yeah. it's just literally, there you go. You're on your way up. All right. Well, anyway, so you, you've been on an adventure. We're on an adventure today as I go to get my uh, on my doctor's appointment. You <coughs> have a terrible cough. Yes. But that's okay. We've gotten to play a few games while we were around. First the game we played last night was Ready, Set, Bet by AEG Games. Ready, Set, Bet is kind of like a party game. It can play up to nine people, if I'm remembering correctly. And it the, has this board that you lay out, and basically all players are doing are placing markers down, betting on which horse is going to win. Horses are from 2 to 12. It's very much like Can't Stop, where one person is the house, and they will roll the dice and then move the according uh, horse up. And after so many horses crosses these three horses crosses the red line, that's about two thirds of the way down the board. No more betting is allowed. And then the game finishes and you see who bet first and what and so forth. So it's really a frantic game. Um, It's not good with two players. It it was just. It's dull with two players. It's very boring. But I think with five or more, especially if it's a bunch of people who you can dumb the game down a little bit. You can take out some of the other betting cards and just be, because there's some different betting cards that are exotic finishes, they call them. And then all different types of secondary bets that are like, Oh, I think this number five horse is going to beat all the orange horses and so forth. So random stuff like that. You can dumb it down by taking those out and just playing on the board. Very simple to learn, very easy and understandable. And one of the few games that the app makes it better there's an app that you can download from their website that does all the house things for you which is an announcer who's just rolling the dice and commentating and moving the horses on the app for you which so it means you, you the one player who would just be 
relegated to rolling the dice and moving the horses and not really betting is now just can play the game, essentially. Great, great idea. I think that works very well. So one of the few games for which I like an app, I don't think this is a game that you're going to play. It needs a lot of people. This is a party game. This is a party game that I would play. Like, if me, you, and Gabby played this, we're not going to Oh, yeah, it. like, we wouldn't have any fun. We would not enjoy this. It, like, we would have to get gather a bunch of people. Yes, this. To, to even play it. I think this, when a group, people are going to like this. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'd be interested in playing this with my kids, even. I think this is, a, this is an excellent party game. But n- not something that I think serious gamers or serious gaming groups are really going to get into. Mm, yeah. This is, this is a little bit more... It's a stress reliever. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of dumb fun. But, yeah. but I still, uh, yeah, I still, uh, I like this. I think Gobby, he needs to play this with a big, large group of people. This would be good at like conventions and such. It'll be fun. So, Ready Set Bet by AEG Games, really nice. Uh, we also hear Chad uh, from Twenty Fifth Century Games. Chad Alkin sent me a box of games, and one of them was Motor City, which is from the designers of, I believe. Fleet, the Roland Ride or the Dice Game, and uh, Three Sisters, which I have not got to play. Motor City is based on like a production, think of like Detroit being able to engineer and produce cars. So very interesting theme. Uh, has a solo to it. The solo has actually seems like it's pretty good. I got to play it the other night. I played the Roland Ride today with Enrique, and I had the same complaint was that the rule book is not that great. Yeah, like it. There was a lot of things that weren't explained clearly, mm-hmm. and you read that entire thing basically. And what I, this is again, one of those things where I suggest just watch it. There's there's tons of tutorial videos out there. Watch it, and the one thing that was just really having a hard time with was the actual main action of the game, which is each player has their little two pieces of paper that deal with the production, the engineering of of building cars and testing them and so forth and scoring victory points. You roll a bunch of dice and you place them out into a common area. And these dice all have symbols. So you match up the dice to the symbols on the board. And then on your turn, you're just taking a dice off that board. And wherever you take it off the board, there's bonuses underneath it. So you get those bonuses. When you take that dice, whatever the symbol on that dice, you didn't activate that action. So we were doing that. But mistakenly, we were missing the third and final move, which is now you can place that dice anywhere on your little your little piece of paper that has the various actions and pick what action you want to do. So it's like you're picking a dice, getting a bonus, and you're doing that action that's on the dice in the in its column, and then you get to select which action. So you have some control over what you want to do and how you can upgrade your actions and then spend money and so forth. For some reason, I completely blanked on that. We couldn't figure out. Plus, also the requirements on the production and engineering track. Like some things, you can't go past the track unless you have this thing. And it was difficult figuring out where do you get these things? When do you obtain them? How do you keep track of them? Once you play this game and you kind of suffer through the first game of it, and you go, oh, that's how you do this. The strategy of it comes out. This is actually a pretty tight game. Like I think in terms of... I've said that Welcome to has always been my favorite roll and write, and so far I've gotten rid of every other roll and write I've ever played. The only other roll and write I've, I've wanted to play was like Hadrian's Wall. I haven't got to play that, but like Twilight Inscription, uh, that Explorers game, uh, like every roll and write I can think of, I've pretty much gotten rid of except Welcome to uh, Motor City staying in my collection. 
I, I, I really like this as a rolling ride. I, yeah, I think this is, now that I kind of know it, I like the solo on it. It's very simple. And I think I'd like to play this with Gabi. I, th- I think since I've kind of... Even though, uh, even though Gabi hates rolling ro- well, rights. Well, he, it, yeah, and, and it, it is difficult because rolling rights, it's hard to have that tactical type... That's tactical. Ta- tacti- what's the term for tactile? Feel for things on it. It's just a pen. You're writing stuff down. But this does feel like their choices are mattering. Like the thing of taking this bonus and doing this action and then choosing what action you're going to do. Yes, it's very basic. But at the same time, you're trying to figure out how all these different little tracks like interact. For me, it's more thematical because it's thematical. because it feels like you're managing a production line for motor motor vehicles. It feels like it feels like a TPS report. I know. <laughs> yes, which is strangely enough what I was yelling about the most of the game was trying to figure out. But yeah, Motor City, if you're into rolling rides, which I know a lot of people really, really like them, Motor City is one you definitely need to check out, especially uh, the theme, very nice on it. And you you made a rare purchase. Rarely do you oh, yeah. purchase things. And you, you, you did something that endeared me even more to you when I see you come <laughs> rounding the corner at Madness, the greatest <laughs> board game shop in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area of... Alien the RPG. So that should be fun. Which I'm shocked. Yeah, like as soon as I saw this, like as soon as this caught my eye, I was like, this this should be fun. So like Alien, uh, the you know, first off, you know I like messing with RPGs and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I do too. And it's so nice. you unfortunately missed out on the RPG uh for Tin Candles. Oh, yeah, Tin Candles. Which Gobby ruined, and I don't know if he ever released. We've recorded that. I don't know if he ever released. Why didn't he release it? We recorded us playing it, and then we did an episode after that, and I think it was I think it was atrocious because we had spent the entire episode ragging on Gobby for ruining the game. <laughs> and plus, I explained at the beginning of the RPG that once we start, I'm the guy kind of running it. I had it planned. Once we start, I'm no longer here. I'm somebody else. I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm in the game. I'm yeah. role-playing this. It's kind of like if you go to one of those Civil War reenactments, and the oh, guy just God. is still, he's always, uh, you know. you know. Like, I am the commander. Yes. Should we respect. And I made that I made that statement, and nobody understood that I was serious. And as soon as the game started, everybody's go ask me stupid questions. Like, listen, do as I say. Like, we're done here. Like, I, this is serious. You know, serious. I would get into it. Yes. Like, straight and up. And you were sick and weren't there. You should have taken a Ricola. And shown up. But I have committed to being not the DM or the GM, but the mother is what they call it. Yeah, the the game mother? The game mother. Hold on. The GM. Yeah, it's the game mother. I, yeah, you're in right. In this it's alien RPG. I, I kind of like that. It's like... I like it too. What's another word that we make that sounds I like really he, cool? It used to be the dungeon master, the DM, yeah. and then it went to GM, and then it became... Nah, I like that. They, but, so... I committed that I would get this together and figure it out, and then perhaps, I don't know, maybe Christian and John, maybe they're into RPGs. Who knows? Ooh. We'll figure this out. Like, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be interesting. Because, I like, I read through the rule book last night. I know you rarely read. I know, which is weird. But, but this. But when it comes to RPGs, I, like, I'm, I'm reading the entire thing in, like, one night. <laughs> I'm laying in my bed trying to sleep. I've got my white noise machine on, because now, after... After transporting and being at so many conventions with Gobby in the same motel room, I have to have a white noise machine now. I have to have this noise. 
<laughs> so I'm laying there looking Wait, at... Wait, do you have a white... Yes, you didn't hear it. I stuck it up by my oh, head. Oh, I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't hear nothing. Yeah, I know. So I'm sitting there trying to sleep. Lights are off. And all I'm hearing in the other corner of our La Quinta hotel room is Enrique slightly giggling huh? and going, oh, that's nice. <laughs> the whole... I'm like, look, and I turn the light on. He's sitting here reading this book on the rpg going, with my with, with my his fan- with his fancy flashlight you've got some sort of like 1800 lumen pocket <laughs> yeah, it's, flashlight it's, it's a small little thing it looks like a pen and i it I scared it. me he's got this pen flashlight that has like a low setting like a read a book setting but then it has the blind your attacker setting help i'm i'm about to be accosted and he turns this light and says, yeah. I said, what is that? And he says, oh, my, my light. And he's just showing it to me. And he turns the panic light on. And it about blows my, the Inspector RC ne- Nebo. What is this called? Good night. Yeah, like it, it's fancy. Like I can charge it with a, with a, what what is it called? A US- USB-C? Yeah, USB-C. It, it cracks me up that everybody these days is like, why would you ever need a flashlight? Because you have your cell phone. But then I said that to you, and then immediately you say, "Well, watch this," and you turn this light yeah, like, on. It's like, "Oh, this is a this is a level of lumens I was not prepared for." It's like it, it brightened this entire room yes, up. Yes, yes, it was. It was so good, lit up. So, and then it, yeah, it does the strobe light. So I guess if you're being beat up or attacked, if Butterbean gets a hold of you. you can I don't turn even on have strobe. to fully click it to change the modes. I just have to like slightly press it, and it'll just do it. This for is me. good for your weak little hands. I know, right? But uh, so we're looking forward to doing the Alien RPG, uh, getting that set up. So that'd be cool. Well, we need to piece together our La Quinta hotel room back together here and plug up the magic stuff. Yeah, we got like nine minutes before we have to leave. Yeah, we got to get out of here because the maid's going to come back in here and be like, what are it's you like, doing? You, gotta, you guys got to get out of here. You got to get out. I don't out. know what you did to this room, but like, holy crap. We got to get to a doctor's appointment too. <laughs> Plus... We uh we, we might record on the road. We might do like like you see the comedians getting coffee. Oh like no. Jerry Seinfeld where the ones driving. Yeah, we got this little cool thing, rock Gabby's little H six little handy recorder. You just turn it on. Hmm. You put the mics up. You have your mic. Like, Hold your you're, mic. You're gonna have to drive though. Yeah, but my shit's fine. It's Dallas, Texans. They just all put the pedal in the I'm gonna, If we're going to do that, I might as well get you like a headset like this that has a little microphone. I don't need a headset. We're cool. We got this. I can get you some high quality turtle beaches at least. Turtle? Why are you doing? That's some gamer stuff there. Like that, turtle good. Beach. I love Turtle Beach. It's such a good headset. I'm old. I'm like Bose. Like the sound. <laughs> you can tell somebody. You could tell who how old somebody is is by looking at their headset. They got the microphone, the Turtle Beach. Like, oh yeah, there's that guy. But if you got the Bozeman whatever noise canceling headphones, no, like yeah, this guy. This guy has loafers and a, and a robe at home. <laughs> He probably smokes cigars, and he likes being able to block out the sounds of his children. <laughs> That's me. Anyways, so we're going to be at BGG November the 15th, I believe. Yep. Uh, send us an email at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com if you yourself are also going. And uh, I don't know when this episode's going to come out, because copy my... He might be like, I... He might just scrap it. He might delete it. it. He no might just him. scrap it. I'm telling you, he'll scrap it. He's busy. That's okay. Anyways, we'll holler at you later. And this is Jerry. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Uh-huh.